Most folks think spring is the time to aerate their lawn, and they're right. But fall is the essential time to aerate to make sure your lawn remains healthy through the winter. So call our friends at Mile High Aeration at 303-778-1000 to set up a time to get her done. Our friend and owner Florian McCann is ready to serve you or go to their website at milehighservices.com. That's 303-778-1000 or milehighservices.com. Tell them Moles and the Coop sent you. Somewhere in between with Coach Moles and the Coop is brought to you by Dick Carriers. Respect your package. Somewhere in between the radical arguments of today's world topics of sports, faith, politics, the economy, and the massive spread of drug and alcohol addiction lies a lonely place with evasive conclusions called the truth. Somewhere in between with Coach Moles and the Coop has a mission of getting to the truth, that place where revelation lies and wisdom prevails. Our topic is high school football recruiting, the pitfalls, and the parties. And Jackson Adams is right in the middle of it all. And now, Jackson Adams and his father, Doug, joins Coach Moles and the Coop. Good afternoon, everybody. Here in Caldwell Banker's offices in the Tech Center is uh, Coach Moles and the Coop, and somewhere in between. And we're going to have a little different show for you this week. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Coach Moles and let him kind of give you a quick briefing on uh, what we're doing this on episode 13. What you got, Moles? Episode 13. All right. That was it. See you later, all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first of all, Good we're going to tell some of you that we're actually in the Denver Tech Center, and that would be Denver, Colorado. He said Tech Center. For you guys that are outside the state of Colorado, we are on the south side of Denver in the Cobol Banker offices of the Denver Tech Center. Oh, my God. Remember, we're talking to people in Kansas. They don't care where we're at. They really don't don't care where we're at. They just want to know what we got to say. Some of your non-penis-carrying friends in Florida. See, here we go again. Uh, This is how we're going to get started. (laughs) Sorry. I'm glad you got that. Turn your ears off. Yeah, I'm glad you got that hat on so people can't see your face. All right, let's get rolling. Yeah, because last time I took my hat off and they could see my face. Special guest. We have a special guest with us. We have uh, Jackson Adams, who is a defensive end, kind of outside linebacker, a little bit of a mix, uh, from uh, Rappo High School here in uh, the south suburbs, the south suburbs of Denver. And his father, wave, 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 Daddy, Doug Adams, Waving. is with us as well. We're here to describe, guys, this is an episode uh, strictly about high school recruiting and the process of it. And I think you'll find it informative because Jackson's a recruit, a college recruit, um, who's uh, right in the middle of this mess. Yeah, right in the middle of the mess. And so um, the first thing I want to do is I'm going to ask uh, uh, Doug, with helping Jackson, Jackson is the primary, uh, I want you to set the situation, you know, what you're playing, what your current status is uh, with the football team, who's staying in contact with you and who's actually offered you, and then give the level of interest that you think these, uh, these colleges have and the interest that you have. On three, three, two, one, go. That'd be on one, really. Go. Um, uh, I currently hold one offer from the University of Northern Colorado in Greeley, and um, 
we had I had a very busy June and July, going all over the country, um, visiting multiple schools, um, went out for some Ivy trips, went out to um, Midwest and stuff like that. So and we, we got around quite a bit. I'm gonna interrupt just a little because we saw some of the film on that and it was excellent. You you whooped some boys' butts. Yeah. In those games. You know, in actuality, we saw every rep, and I think I only saw him get kind of, kind of, you know, tied maybe a couple times. I, 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 much, agree. I agree. Pretty much uh, whip, whipped yeah. some ass. I'll tell you, we'll talk about that. Remind me to talk about uh, how that works when you're out there whipping ass and you don't, can't figure it out why you don't have the, the offer from the place. But go ahead. Um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun just getting around the country and, you know, you get, you get compete against the same guys in the same state over and over and it's, you get to know the guys, but when you get out of state, it's a whole nother level and you get all kinds of different coaching and techniques and stuff like that. So through those camps, it was a really, really big thing, which is building relationships with these coaches. Um, after a full 2020 year of COVID, we weren't allowed to go on the campuses and they weren't allowed to come to us. So going to these camps when it finally the dead period was released after I think 14 months of non-contact. Um, the biggest thing was just building these relationships. So I've, I've had good relationships with some of the Ivy schools. Penn and Dartmouth are the two biggest ones um, out east there. And then Wisconsin, which has been a dream school of mine since I was a kid. Um, I've gotten to know the coaches really well and I, I know they have a high interest in me and, and I'm hoping to, to finalize, the, finalize the deal there as soon as possible. But um, just continuing my play will, will help there. And then local schools, CU and CSU, um, I've had a lot of contact with CU. I went up to their junior day right after I went to uh, Madison for, or sorry, not junior day, for a game um, and a visit right after, right after I was out in Madison for the Wisconsin one. Um, and you, you mentioned some of these guys have some commits, but we know what commits mean. Commits mean really nothing. Yeah, if you have a, if you have a cup of coffee in your right hand and an offer committed in your left hand, you still just have a cup of coffee. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's, it's all very And this will all be explained shortly, so yes. bear with us, guys. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've I've good friends who we've seen, and you guys know, and we've I played with in youth who've been committed, and then you know you think that's a done deal, and all of a sudden a week later it's it's another story, and so it's just, you know, you it, the biggest thing, especially coming down to the wire now here, I'm in ha almost halfway through my senior year, is is honesty is is just and transparency is huge, um, and I think the coaches appreciate that when you're just you gotta ask them straightforward, where am I in your your recruiting board, and and then they ask the same thing: is how how interested are you in our college? And so, that's been big. But as it's always know, bad when they send this, the the uh, administrative assistant out to get the list that's below five hundred. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're five eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful of that. Well, listen, I'm going to talk talk to you a little bit about some things, okay, real quick. And this is for the benefit of the people watching. These are some bold statements, but these are things. I have to tell you, uh, my background and Coop's background, we've both been involved in, Coop's uh, uh, been uh, involved highly with the, one of the top uh, eighth grade teams in the country, the Creek Red Nation out here, and worked in camps uh, with, with me and my company called Team Attack Academy, originally called TMB Athletes. And, uh, you know, we've put uh, in uh, 14 and a half years, we've put over 2,000 kids playing college football on some sort of financial aid or another, but most of it's football scholarship type stuff and academic. Uh, we have a lot of Division One type players that, that uh, we've placed. Uh, we got 
a guy who's starting a tight end for the New Orleans Saints, Adam Troutman, went all the way through our program just, you know, the way you did. We had quite a few others, you know, Calais Campbell coached him in high school. And, you know, so we have a whole list of, of people. And I've been through the recruiting process, and it's gone through different levels of change. <clears throat> and I've been through the recruiting process with you. Yes, that's right. With o- your overlooking son. my son, who ended up at UTEP and is now a sophomore, Richard sophomore down there. So that was an interesting experience. And what Jackson's going through is even more interesting because of the COVID issues, right? Yeah, and we're we're going to get to the COVID. We're going to get to the COVID issues, but um, this is uh, talking to a top five college coach of all time, who is actively coaching college football two years ago, he would say, you know, I, I've heard some things about the kid's character. Um, woo, coach, you know the kid. What do you think of his character? I said, I guarantee you, the kids that I've work, I'm working with, I'll tell you if they got a problem, but I'll tell you one thing. I do know is that kid's got more character than anybody on your staff because you guys don't tell the truth. He'll tell you the truth. You see... An offer used to be an offer that if you gave an offer and you didn't live up to that offer, the rest of the, the other schools would say, the guy's a liar. He gave you an offer and he's rescinding it. And then suddenly that became nothing, right? So it's status quo that you can give offers and back out of them. Right. Well, then you commit. And they say, well, you know, you've committed and we're glad to have you, man. Way to go, way to go. Then... Then some commit from Alabama, he, he gets told Alabama's not going to sign him now because they got another guy. Then he falls. He gets your spot. They get rid of you. You're gone. So even the commitment that they have is gone, right? These are the problems that you have when you were beating everybody at their camp. It used to be you had to come to their camp, and if you didn't come to the camp, they'd rescind their off. They wouldn't offer you because you didn't come to camp. Now all the guys who've been offered – don't come to camp because they're sitting out there and they don't want to lose their offer if they happen to be too fat, too slow, whatever, too ugly, whatever it happens to be. They don't go to camp because they're not going to risk losing their offer. Mm-hmm. So while you're in there, all their offer guys are sitting at home, right? And by the way, there's some college coaches out there that really appreciate me doing this, explaining this to kids. And there are some guys that and, absolutely hate my ass because parents, they do it. And parents, more importantly. Yeah, so because it's confusing for the parent, it was very confusing for me when you and I first started talking about how all this works. Because when I was recruited to University of Miami, I was that offer was a four-year offer. That's right. Right. Yeah. When I, you know, when I signed my scholarship, it was right. you know they lived to by, they lived to their word. If they told you, right, we want you to play here, you're offered. If you want to take it, you know. We'll sign you tomorrow. And right. they would always sign us. They and would. I made the commitment, and I signed my offer, and there I went. Somehow, this absolutely disingenuous process grew over the last 15 years into something where you can't count on what one person says. Either a very, kid, a parent, or a, coach, or a coach. The thing is not done until you've signed that national letter of intent, period. And you see these guys talking about proud to receive an offer from Schwartzville University, and you just, I just sit there and watch it all the time. Oh, on go, Twitter, yeah. We'll see where you end up going to school. Uh, Facebook and everywhere else. I'm not very happy to tell you that I'm not going to Schwartzville. I'm going to Dr. Duncanville. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's, it, it happens every year, right? So there's no way you can really hang your hat on this thing. If you get hurt, 
your senior season, boom, you're gone. You know, they go, oh, well, we'll stick to our offer. Because, you know, we don't even care if you get hurt. Then you get hurt, and they go, well, I think we do care a little bit now. You know, we didn't know you were going to get hurt that bad. You know, and they pull your offer. So where you're sitting right now is, is an unusual situation that you have. What I just went through is everybody, okay? You know, the Division three schools, they're the most honest people in this whole process. What they tell you they're going to do, they do it. You know, the Division II is a little bit janky, but for the most part, but, yeah, but let's hand. talk about let's talk about janky because uh, Division II only offers you a percentage scholarship, and then they try to make the rest up in um, grants and and um, SAT scores and other things where they can get the rest of that money to the school because they want kids in their schools. That's right. Well, Division One offers, but a lot of parents didn't know that. I didn't really realize that until. I, I didn't realize that. I realized that when I was going through basketball with my oldest son, how all that worked. They'll give you X, and then they'll give you, like, some room and books, and they'll add some little numbers together, the three or four numbers together, then the rest they try to get with grants, and if you have an SAT score, it's high. And so there's other Well, you got to start, you gotta start before elements. that, and this is going to help you, okay? And you can right. comment about this, too, Doug, if you have questions, okay? Yeah. Uh, because we want whoever's watching this podcast, if you have questions, they're going to have the same questions, Okay. First of all, pre-COVID, I don't know if they changed it during COVID, but I'm pretty certain that it's still the same. Uh, Division One FBS. It's not Division One A. It's Division One FBS. That's the football bowl subdivision. They're gonna have to change it once it becomes a, a playoff thing. You okay, Doug? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay, good. so I, I just had a had a call beeping in, but I'm good. Okay, so. The FBS in the football bowl subdivision, you've got the Power Five, five conferences, right? Can you name them, Jackson? Yeah, you get the ACC, the SEC, um, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big Twelve. Okay, so those guys are the are the target market for most athletes who think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. I can't believe now kids get disappointed because they're just going to the mid majors. They're not going to the Power Five. I'm like, geez, oh, Pete, you're lucky to have a pair of shoes, brother. You know, and look what's happening. And, but, and look at the number of NFL players that have come out of those places. Yeah. So FBS, you've got uh, – you can have 105 players on the active roster the day that football starts. So sometimes I get these guys saying, you're a preferred walk-on. And these guys go in the summer. They go through the whole summer program. And they're going, eh, they don't do this, but they should be. Well, how come there's 135 people here, and on December 10th or December 8th we have to be down to 105 who are the guys that are going home? You know, and they don't realize that prefer to walk on means uh, we prefer to walk you on than to give you a scholarship, you know. So you can only have 105 on your active roster. So the date changes in August when, when, uh, when that date hits. The second thing is, is you get 85 scholarships, full scholarships. There's no partials. It's just 85 fulls. You get 20. Now, what a preferred scholarship, you preferred walk-on used to be, I mean, was somebody that fit that 20, the 85 to 105. So now it's turned into, we're going to give you a preferred walk-on. Listen, man, you're going to be treated just like a scholarship kid. In fact, I've had some coaches say, you know, we're, we're trying to help African-American players so much that we looked at your financials. We're going to treat your son like, just like a scholarship, but we have a kid who we can't get into school. We're going to give him the scholarship, and we'll treat you. We'll give you a You'll be part of our, you know, our parent group up there and all this other stuff. So they do a little bit of negotiations, but it's 85 versus 105, all right? 
You go to the FCS level. Now, that's the football championship subdivision, and it's because they have a playoff championship, okay? Uh, now, the, the, uh, uh, the FBS does a, a playoff, but they still have the bowl games, right? So they still call it football bowl subdivision. But the football championship subdivision is like 24 teams, plus a couple extra that, that don't have to play in the first round type deal. So you got 24 teams that are in a playoff, and they, and they go through it. Now, the, that's the second level of Division I. That used to be Division I AA. It's now Division I Football Championship Subdivision. All right? The Football Championship Subdivision, the second-tiered level uh, Division I, they can have 65 scholarships, but they can split. So... They can do it, you know, in an equitable yep. way where they split it up so they get 100. 50, 50 65. But they, only, I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah. they still have 105 kids that they can put on a scholarship. I, I, had a, I had a fun conversation. I won't say the team, but I had a fun conversation with a head coach and an offensive line coach, and um, I was messing with them both, and they knew it because I was an offensive lineman, obviously, in the NFL. And I was there. We were having conversations on percentages, and I go, wait, whoa, 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 guys, wait. I'm not sure I heard you right because – Offensive and defensive line are where you're going to win the football game in. So let me see. You're going to give running backs and wide receivers more than your offensive linemen, and they just started smiling, right? Because they weren't giving offensive linemen as much as they're giving their, you know, skill it, players. It, there is no way to predict what's going on at the FCS level. <laughs> you know, all you need to know is they got a pot of money. Yeah. And if you get offered late, that pot of money is pretty small. If you get offered early, you can jump into some good money, including all the way up to a full scholarship. Usually the FCS, the good FCS schools, they have 20 to 30 kids that are on full rides, mm -hmm. and then they split the other 35. They do. And, that, and they get that way. So if you're coming in full ride on the FCS, so you're talking to Northern Colorado, you know, and they've offered you. What have they offered you? Um, well, I can't specify now, but. Who you know? Um, no, not exactly, no. Okay, so that's. That's, used, that's a great answer because 90% of the kids say, I'm getting a scholarship. No, you know, and I quote the mo that movie um, that, what was it, where they had to s get babysat those kids in the old days? <laughs> they had to go into Saturday morning class, early, breakfast, early all breakfast club, folks. breakfast club. Oh, okay, all right, there we go. John Bender, he goes, I'm going to get me a scholarship, right? You know, so they... That's about the only answer I get from 95% of the kids that are involved in this. Well, thing. it's interesting, too, because, like, again, let's say they go 65 on that, and then they have some grant money, and then you write a couple letters, and you try and get some local funds, and and um, and then there's, like, some like a room and board thing. I mean, they, they can they, they fill in the gap a little bit with some other stuff, too, sometimes. Well, if they've run out of money, they got to look for it. Right. Right? So, because they, they want kids at their school, right? Right. And paying full boat. Right. So then you get down to the Division II level, and now you're at 38 scholarships on 105. If you look at the Division II level, they usually don't have 105 players because it's hard to get kids to walk on and do all and you don't want to, you don't want to split your money so thin that you can't get recruits. So you look at some of these teams have 70, 75 players, and the money split 38, and they can do it any way they want to as well. So that's a lot of parents think it's non-negotiable when they say, you know, this is how much money we're giving your son. Oh, well, let's see. He's going to uh, Sacred Heart. The, the tuition's $5,800,000, and you're giving me $7,000? Yeah. So I'm paying $51,000? Yeah. $7,000 against 51000 
that's kind of where we're at, you know, that's what we do, you know, and everybody goes, geez, but I really want to go to Sacred Heart, okay, we'll pay the $51,000, you go to camp, and you go, how many of you guys are, only, are getting $7,000 like me, and they all look at you and go, you're only getting $7,000, <laughs> so you got to be careful of that, too, right, because this is, this is, this is a, used, I, you know, I know the co college coaches hate when I say this, but this is a used car sales, sales deal that you got going here, and you never know what the truth is, Unless you play it, all right. So, going back to uh, to Jackson, you're sitting, hoping for offers. You have a, uh, the dream school that you have. You have a preferred walk on. Has that d been defined? It, it hasn't been defined. They're they're at Wisconsin. They aren't offering any scholarship players at my position. And a lot of that has to do with COVID and all the fifth year seniors taking up a lot of those scholarships. Um, so with that, they aren't offering any scholarships at outside linebacker, but they will be offering two preferred walk-ons. Um, and Wisconsin and some of these Midwest schools... Define preferred walk-on for me, what they told you that was. You basically, you get help with all of the tuition processes and process, and, and, and at Wisconsin they, and some of these Big Ten schools, they have a good reputation of their, having their preferred walk-ons be treated, be treated well and be treated like cool, true scholarship players just without the actual tuition. Did they tell you that you have a guaranteed spot on the on the twenty walk-ons in the hundred and five man roster? If if I am offered that preferred walk-on, yes. They're down they'll be offering. So you'll be in that twenty. You won't be outside that twenty where they bring in hundred and thirty five guys and cut cut no. a certain amount of them. At would be some a lot of schools okay. do it like that, but yeah. a lot of the big ten schools That's that's a that's a good preferred walk on. That, yes it is. Yeah. I I was like that. I have a, I have a friend at Iowa who I played with in the past. Um Who's who's doing that same thing? He's offered preferred walk-on in Iowa, and he's he's doing the same thing. So some of these school, so they, they do it definitely. Some a lot of them just will throw preferred walk-ons all over the place, and then like you said, get well, booted. Yeah, I mean, look, look at Dad sitting over there, and he's got a whole bunch of money. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just get his. Hey, no, no, no. Wait a second. Wait a second. I want I want to ask him specifically because I want to see him go politically. Score, you want to see him score? I want to see him go politically correct here. Okay, well, so yeah, yeah, Jackson gets funny, a I, Jackson I'm, gets I'm a full saying, ride. Jackson gets a full ride from University of Northern Colorado, and he gets a preferred walk-on in Wisconsin, out-of-state tuition. What do you do? Go. I go to Uncle Coop, and I say, hey, Uncle Coop, <laughs> bring your checkbook to dinner tonight. <laughs> now, I'll, bring, I, I'll bring some steaks. Yeah, that, that, he's sitting in there. <laughs> That's my... We originally were gonna we, we look, were gonna we were gonna look, darken him so you couldn't see his face, but we want to see have the, everybody that's watching this have a level of shock on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, what's the tuition in Wisconsin? Way more than UNC. No, I, I don't know what it is right now. We've been kind of waiting for it to to play its way out. I, I bet it's forty thousand. I was just I was gonna say it's forty two is the number. Yeah, forty two. Yeah, I would say yeah. 40. At Wisconsin, yeah. got to be forty two to forty five. That would probably out be, of state. Yeah. Yeah. But that's tuition, right? What what's the full boat to, to expenditure for a year? Ooh. Another fifteen. Oh, you be, Another twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say between fifty-five and sixty. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so fifty-five and sixty, and that's no. that's the boat you're filling, or you get you get free at Northern Colorado. Is that? Yeah. Are you, don't pretend now. Come no, straight no, with no, it. Does this play into it for say, you? Because you were talking about grants and some of the other alternative means to money and. Something that's worth talking about is grades, you know, not just hardship case, but grades. And fortunately, Jackson's worked his tail off, and I'm not just saying this as no, a dad. But, yep. but, I don't you know. know. I see a little bit of tail left, but go ahead. <laughs> 
fortunately he's got a really really smart mother so that that that's helping the gene pool a little bit um, how smart can she so, be she married you well there was a lost <laughs> there was a lost bet along the way somewhere i think hey this is where we but, take a station identification though see so so look doug you know i've sold some of your houses i've sold you a lot of properties so if we need to sell that big house of yours to, to pay for this guy right here hey you know where i'm at right here brother so <laughs> Okay, that's enough for Caldwell Banker. Let's get back to the show. All right, Dan. <laughs> yeah, so about United Real way, Estate, we were going to talk about today, right? Listen, you drive 285 corridor all the time. You might want to stop by Evergreen too. But no, anyway. no. I mean, that this goes to this. This goes back to the 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 hide the weenie thing. I mean, that's real money. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's real money, and it has to be you know considered in the whole big picture of a four year or five year situation right yeah see we can get you out of your 4500 square foot house right now and put you in a 1100 square foot house so you can pay for his ass to go to wisconsin does that sound okay seems seems like a great deal yeah all right so we're we're at a good point here so but it do you so you're talking about grants at wisconsin right you're gonna have to get grants in northern colorado because i'm not sure they're going to give a full maybe they'll give a full you wanted to if you want to really really you know just Tell them, listen, we're going to go somewhere else if you guys don't give a full at Northern Colorado. You can negotiate that way with, with these FCS schools, yep. okay? And uh, you, uh, Coach McCaffrey up there, he'll be staring somewhere else while he's discussing it with you. But he'll hear you, and he'll know what you're saying, and he will tell you exactly what he can do for you, okay? Now, I don't know that Northern Colorado is, as a school is, has, is that much uh, – is that generous, but you got you got to find those things out. So the other parents are going to ask. To yeah, there's a reason yeah. why North Dakota State in Fargo, North Cor- North Dakota, is one of the top, you know, co- uh, teams in the country. Sam Houston State's ranked number one in the nation right now. I don't know if you've ever been to Huntsville, Texas, but yeah, but hey, that's what's interesting. Yes, you got to find out. That's Everybody's right. different. What's interesting, right? like uh, the Dakotas, North Dakota, South Dakota. I mean, they've got some great football teams, and they've sent a ton of kids to the NFL. And they, they got, got great they got guys from Texas and everywhere. Yeah. So there's something going on there with the generosity that they have of scholarships because you have to be at a high scholarship school. A, a school that actually wants to have a competitive football team is going to be a little bit more aggressive than another one, right? Well, well, and, and to the point about big, you know, little fish, big pond, and big fish, little pond, and that whole scenario too, uh, this summer he had strong interest and still has strong interest from South Dakota State. So he went to South Dakota State as kind of a guy on their board and – very excited, and are you sorry? Was University South of South Dakota, Dakota or was it South? University of South Dakota. University of South Dakota. Yeah, that's st- me, yeah. There's a bunch me. of them up there. They get confusing. There is a bunch of them up there. States and USDs and whatever. Yep. So sorry. Yep. University of South Dakota went up there the week before the Wisconsin camp, and two completely different experiences. One camp went in, knew his name, high on their board, looked forward to seeing him, played well, won the camp, high fives, got the tour afterwards. We need to stay in touch. Spent. 20, 30 minutes with a defensive coordinator, 20, 30 minutes with a head coach. Wonderful experience. Three days later, went into the Wisconsin camp as an absolute no-name, like get the T-shirt and the water bottle guy. Same thing, went out and performed exceptionally well. They got, you know, paired it down to the best of the best. He won that camp. Right, right. Wait, wait, wait. Go, step one back in that story, though. He, he moved from one class to another class because he wanted to go play with different dudes. Explain that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was really deep. Were you explaining deal, So. Yeah. Yeah, I, go ahead. You, you you do it. Yeah, I mean, I like you said, I came into the Wisconsin camp. They didn't know who I was. I mean, I had um, some help with some connections, so I went up there, shook hands, but that didn't. they had no idea who I was. But 
Um, yeah, I went in and they split the outside linebackers up into two different groups, and I was that mm-hmm. you, could, you. I mean, you can read the room; you can tell what group you're in. And I was not in that top group. And after about two drills, I I let the head outside linebacker coach and the assistant outside linebacker coach, who I've kept in touch with really well, I let them both know I go, I'm not staying in this group for long. And I just I told them that. Um, and then sure enough, about two drills later, when we went to pass rush, they moved me up and. I, I took I took every rep. I, was, I mean, I was pissing everyone off because I was taking everyone's reps. But that's awesome. But I, I I just I played out of my mind. I played played great football and um, yeah. At the end of the camp, they narrowed it down to to the best of the best and so kind of final mono hey. mono O lineman versus D lineman. And I saw it. Linebacker. I see you, you performed incredibly. Yeah. You, you know you know it's the funny Doug and a lot of people don't know, but we you know, uh, I, Jackson was on our youth team and and the youth team mantra was. Be at the front of the line. Be the first guy. All, all the yep. stuff. It, made, it reminded me just of Creek Red Nation stuff. And I was so proud when I heard that story. I was like, "That's our dude right there, right?" He's saying, "Hey, I, I, this isn't working. Let me go against the best right. guys, right?" And that was yeah. awesome. No, and, I think yeah, we had a, we had a little training class on that, didn't we, at one time? We we did. I was just going to give you props, Moles. I mean that that uh, that training class said, you know, jump to the front of the line. I want to be the guy. You know, I, I need to be here and. I'm not here for the T-shirt. I'm here to, to, to perform. And every time there was an opening, he jumped to the front. And he did it at every camp, and it stood out. And, it, and it's paid off where these colleges really needed to see him after having an injured junior year and coming back ready for his senior year. They needed to see if he could really do what he what he could do, and he did well. So now he's into the meat of the season, and uh, everybody's keeping a close eye on the process. Okay, raise your hand if you think uh... – that uh, Aaron Rodgers had a bad attitude this summer before camp started. Raise your hand. Uh oh. You're from Green. You're a Wisconsin fan, so you're a Green Bay fan, uh-huh. and you're going, you're going Rodgers no matter what. I think when you're that good, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> well, do you think that he came in with that same attitude that he had this summer when he played that first game against that lackluster New Orleans Saints yeah, team that, that got rid of every star player on their f- football team? That was rough. So do you see something about how attitude pays off? Mm-hmm. It pays off in your performance. It pays off in, in everything. Totally that's agree. Right? He, he, puts, he puts Green Bay in you're, a bad dilemma all year now. The fact that you have that attitude, that's going to get you more as you go through this. Now, we're speaking to everybody that's listening to this that might be a kid. You know, uh, everything you do is watched. You know, it's absolutely and uh, and they, under a microscope. Remember, they 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 could possibly and for the better part of their teams, uh, they're going to have you for f- four or five years, and they want to see if they want to spend four or five years with you. Now, the same thing holds true for parents. Do we want to spend five years with these parents? I went to CSU for a week. Did you know that? <laughs> for a week. It might have been a little more than a week, but it wasn't much more than a week. And I was asked to leave because I'm the youngest brother of two brothers and my dad. My dad bet the head coach $1,000 that my brother Mark would be drafted in the first round. And, they, and the head coach bet him $1,000 and then pay my dad. My dad reported into the newspapers and just destroyed his character. Well, I'm trying to make the team as a freshman. Mm, Next thing I know, I'm, I'm singing the CU fight song. Right, <laughs> I mean, attitude by parents, by everybody. You got to watch what you say. You got to watch your behavior. Watch uh, what you tweet. Social watch media. what you twist. Instagram. Social media. Social, social media. You can even sound excited all the time, like coaches. We're really gung ho. We love this school. We're big fans. We're big this. We're big that. And you know, I've been in offices. You have to, and this is uh, 
pure fact. I've been in over 200 colleges studying this process and watching the recruiting process and learning the game of football by position. And I have seen coaches, I gotta be 98% of the time, oh yeah, we really like your son. We really like your son. And then they, I talked to the kid, and the kid goes, yeah, they told me they really like me. I said, well, they gave a, they, they've given three guys at your position offers. That sounds like they might really like you. Did they ask you out to dinner or something? Because they already gave an offer to somebody else. And these guys, I've seen them in, the, in their recruiting rooms. They're on the phones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we love your kid. He's, we're still looking at him. He's still in the money. Uh, we're still in the, he's still in the money. We're, we're good to go. Yeah, we like, we like your kid. We really like him. Hang up. And the, and the coach looks, turns around and goes, God, if that asshole calls me one more time, I swear I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, block him. You know, this guy won't leave me alone on Twitter. This guy won't leave me alone uh, on the phones. So you'll never know exactly where you stand until you can gauge it by what they're doing. Do you have an offer? Do you have a commitment from them? Are they guys that say, you know, you, you, you know, no matter what happens, you're our number one guy? And you can ask your buddy uh, Nico Markio, who was at Florida State University. Was he the number one guy? He committed to North Florida State University. Yeah, he committed, and then they signed a, a, one, a kid, higher, a higher commit, I mean, a, a higher ranked kid than him. Well, they didn't sign him, but he, he committed. Well, yeah. committed. Yeah, committed. Yeah, Sorry. so Nico went to West Virginia. Right. Where he's, he, got, where he's got a similar situation with Manning now. Yeah. He's committed to West Virginia. Yeah, so now, you, so now you got this situation where you don't really know where you're going to school till when. Early signing day. And, it, and if you don't early sign, you see all these guys are early sign, you now have a clearer picture of what the recruiting thing is, and now you get to, get to sign uh, But see, that's it's such day. a two-edged sword. Like, Nico is in such a bad situation when you think about it, because, right, we well, got Manning going there now. We're saying he could go there, right? And now he's decommitted from one place. We decommit de from this place. You know, you got a Manning in, involved who had, what, you know, a super dad and two all-pro all fathers, brothers, father, uncles, um, you know, so you're, so you, you know, you run into, that's why this commitment thing drives me crazy with these guys committing so early because you don't know what's going to follow you. That's what we started off this show with. Right. Be careful what you listen to because yep. none of it's true. Nothing, nothing's real. The cup of coffee in one hand and the offer in the other hand, you still have nothing because you still, until you sign that contract and the other team has signed you, I've seen guys sign the National Letter of Intent, which is, they call it a letter of intent. That is the most binding contract you'll ever read in your life, and it does nothing, for, it does very little for the player other than give you a scholarship. All of it's about what you have to perform in the scholarship. 90% of that, of that document is what you have to do for the school, okay? The other 10% kind of governs uh, what the coaches are going to do. But it is an ironclad contract. The only thing that you can do is under certain circumstances, you can leave the school in the transfer portal, which we're going to get to here in a minute. So what advice, what advice do you have for kids right now um, in Jackson's situation, say in um, Nico's situation, say in um, um, you know, Stovall's situation, say in, in, in just situations where you came out of your COVID, you had all less scholarships than you've probably ever seen. You had a, a huge tr uh, transfer portal, kids flying all over the place, which is another big portal this year. You go COVID plan, you know, COVID two is what you said. So give a quick overview 
um, of, of what kids should be thinking or doing under the scenario that we're currently in? Well, I want to, Jackson, you, we, you've, you've been around me for a while, and so have you, Doug. I'm going to put it out to you guys, okay? What do I tell you is the time to know when you're going to, when you get when you're going to get your scholarship offers, what do we call that the, moment? The now moment. The now moment. Explain the now moment because I talked to you about that with Cameron mm -hmm. as well. When, what's the now moment? It's um, you, you just talked about it. It's it's when you when you're ready. When it's when you want to present yourself because when you go, everyone's out there trying to market themselves to these coaches as look how great I am, look how great I am, all that. Well, you can do that same thing and market yourself, and it could be you could be showing them stuff that you don't. You don't want them to see because you're not you're not ready. And you're, whether it's your speed, your body, your IQ, whatever it may be, whatever you're lacking, it's your now moment is when you're finally ready to present yourself to these coaches in a way that like they will like you and, they, and you're you're the best guy for that team. If I was going to say it in a very kind way, that's the way I would have said it. And you're correct, but it's a little bit a little bit too kind. Uh, Doug, give it a shot. What's the now moment? Now now moment. Well, I think just to build on Jackson's comments, it's it's when you're ready when you're ready to kind of blossom as as a player. Like you're ready to pop, and it's like, who's that? When they walk into camp, or they walk into, you know, whatever it is, or maybe they're coming to a game and they just see this guy tearing it up, and they they all just can't stop pointing at that one kid and go, who is that? And why haven't we heard about him? Um, that's kind of your now moment where you you just you, you get over the top of the hump, and everybody wants to know more about who is this guy. The now moment is when they when when you have arrived at that place where the coaches want you. Yep. That's the now moment. Okay. Wow, where'd this guy come from? Okay. I'm telling you right now, if Nick Saban has the fastest wide receiver in America who's the best of the best of the best, and he's got him committed and offered and everything, that guy's real happy, and all of a sudden, this guy shows up 10 pounds overweight for his senior year in high school. And all of a sudden, there's a new fastest receiver, new best receiver. What do you think happens to Mr. Fatso? Bye. See you later. They don't win national championships hanging on to duds. Okay? Your now moment is when you, when you seize that opportunity and you're ready to play and you're ready to go at whatever level you're ready to go. So you can have a Division Three now moment, which I didn't cover Division Three by the way. They're they're non scholarship, but they do all kinds. Of, some of those Division Three schools go. Yeah, we're going to give you eighty percent uh, academic money to come to school here. Go check the general the general population, see if anybody got any kind of financial aid educationally to <laughs> get into that school at eighty percent. Some of them say we won't give you any money, and they won't give you anything. That's the Wild West. They can do whatever they want. They're really not even really go governed that much by the NCAA. There's a lot of different things they can do, and then you've got the NAIA, which can get really creative. Okay, check the financials of the school. If you can get the financials of the school, the ones that are pulling the most money and give the most scholarships for football and for other other sports as well. So. Are you NAI? Are you Division Three? Are you Division Two? Are you FCS? Are you FBS? What level are you? How many scholarships can you, uh, can you have? So, this now moment is when, and I don't believe you've reached yours yet. I mean, you have risen tremendously. I mean, last year you were wobbling around on a broken ankle. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody could really see you at your best, right? Mm -hmm. It was a short, short <clears throat> season. Horrible. I won't say horrible, but a very bad scheme. For his position, 
Yes, and uh, you know he's a he's a very athletic. Okay, I'll player. say horrible. It was a horrible scheme. Sorry. Yeah, you know, two hand strike, two feet in the ground. Right. Two. Uh, into coverage in the yeah, flat. He, when he played outside linebacker, he'd yeah. drop out to the flat, so nobody'd be out there. And Silly, I'd go, why are you you're not rushing out? the passer. You're not, you weren't rushing the passer. You had three, what, three guys, four guys sometimes, maybe. And, and we're bringing some linebackers from deep? No. He's you're a tremendous there. pass rusher. Yep. He's a tremendous pass edge rusher. Guy. To take Ed, him, edge guy. To take him out, I, you know, he's a guy that I think with his athleticism and his, and his future speed, this is where I think your now moment hasn't hit, is you, you've gotten a lot faster, you're very athletic, but you're going to be really fast when you reach your now moment. And these guys don't know that you can teach speed. You know, a lot of these coaches and, don't and, know. You know, and, Mullis, that's what's weird, too, because, like, when I went to the University of Miami, the University of Miami – built players, right? Um, they had, you know, they were too deep. Or it's too much of a luxury. Too deep. And, and they would build players, right? Yeah, every, day, now, every school did back in our yeah, day. Yeah, right, in our day. No, but no. now it's like if you're not a five-star, and some guys buy those stars, um, you, you, and I've seen a lot of five-stars that just turn into no-stars. Well, let me tell you what these guys are fighting, that he's fighting, that we didn't have to fight, okay? So you're not in the top three of your conference, three years in a row as a coach, okay, as a college coach, all right? You're going home after games, and your wife is sitting there going, should I pack? Because we've been here before, and this is our fourth year, and we're, under, we're still in, we're in fourth place. Yeah, they start getting the suitcases out of the rafters, and they start packing, if they're lucky to go three years. That's the longest period of time. Sometimes it's a year. Sometimes it's two years. In some really good coaches' cases, it's when they have sex with their secretary and they're out the door, right? But they, they are sitting there uh, with a limited amount of time, every single coach in, in, in football in America. They are getting paid a lot of money, especially at the FBS level. And you're seeing coordinators making two, $3 million now, right? These guys are getting paid a lot of money. That's their put the puts food on the table and everything, and it can be snapped away from them the minute the university decides to get rid of them. And so, <clears throat> I tell people, you're not. Most high school kids have this vision of coaches that is portrayed with what they have in high school, right? You don't have any idea what it's like to be coached in college, okay? And I promise you, when they're paid that much money, it means a lot. You get, you know, I've had many kids. I'd say 85% of the kids that, uh, that I've had been associated with that went to Division I, the, the coach went to their houses, said hello to their mother and father, and you know, had dinner. Oh, this is, these are tremendous ribs. And he threw, out in the park, threw up out in the parking lot. You know, he's, they love, love, love. And then the kids go, literally the first day, the coach goes, he goes, hey, coach, good to see you. Yeah, what's your name? These are full scholarship guys. What's your name? Uh, Tony Smith. Yeah, try to stay out of the way, will you? You know, I mean, you got some work to do to stay on this football team from now, from the minute you get on this campus. So you got I encourage guys, watch college football, watch your position and whatever they have that you don't have, you better get or you're going to go home from that school. Sure as we're on the on this call together, you're going to go home from that school. Somebody's going to get rid of you. And they, and they they have the right to release you now after one year. They're only given one year scholarships these days. You know, in, in the most part. Now, if you look at that, every single coach who's got one year left 
How many freshmen do you think he wants to sign? Ran into that. <clears throat> Where do they go? No, they're going JUCO. They go JUCO. Yep, they right? go JUCO. Now you know when they. You know, you know. This is you and I talked about this. It's so funny. I won't say the college. I'm down there. We're on a visit, and they got a ton of JUCO guys in. I just started laughing. I go, and I said to this assistant offensive line coach, I go, "This coach a little on the on the edge or what?" And the offense, the guy was honest as the day as long. He goes, "Yeah, he's not sure he's going to stay here." It was just like that. And he, and he was a prior player, prior offensive lineman. We knew some of the same people, you know, different age groups, obviously. And he was the most honest guy that I ever met in the whole recruiting process, and he, he confirmed that. So I, I'll guarantee you something. You're either a high, high, high first-year guy coming in, or they're going JUCO. All you got to do is look at the record. And you'll know whether, whether they're going to take high school and guys. And who they're signing. And who they're signing, who they're going to sign, because they, they've got to survive. And they go to JUCO. And uh, I couldn't believe it when – I forget the coach's name at Stanford that coached McCaffrey, the, the coach – gosh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, he was the first coach to be able to get junior college kids into Stanford. Wow. What? Yeah. How do you get into Stanford? What JUCO did you go when to? you barely make it 2-6. Princeton get... Junior College? Yeah, right. <laughs> and they came in and, and they played well. So you got that first battle, right? Okay, so that's what's going on for you. Okay, and that's what's going on for every kid that's watching this. Doug, you have comments on this so far or questions? Well, no, I was just going to say to the point about being honest and and where coaches are today versus tomorrow. And we had he's had a lot of really great conversations and strong interests from Wyoming. And he kind of talked about the Midwest. And I want to talk about like Montana and Washington State and and CU have all, you know, are, are real close to do, making some decisions, as, as Jackson mentioned a little bit ago. And, and, and we're going to see where all those, those cards play out. But one of the coaches, um, you know, and I, like you just said, Coop, kind of protect the innocent here. I'll, I'll, I'll leave names out of it. But to, the thing I appreciate most, he just said, uh, he, he said two things. Number one, he said, if, if someone offers you today, even if it's not us, if somebody offers you, take it. And it surprised me a little bit going, well, what are you saying? You don't want him then? He's not, you're not of interest. He goes, no, no, we're very interested in him. We're just saying in today's environment, and I know, I think you're going to go moles into the fifth year and the COVID extra year and portal transfers and all that. So not to get ahead of ourselves, but just in the thin band of scholarships available, he says, if somebody does offer you, be ready to accept it, be ready to take it. Um, And then the other thing he said that is, I think, an important point to make on this, on this uh, podcast today is that when when if if you're a guy out there getting recruited right now and they invite you to a game you know try to filter out are they genuinely interested in you or are you just getting a mass (laughs) mailer with the other 250 guys have you ever been to Uh, have you ever been to one of those games where there's 72 kids up in the stands on recruits yeah recruits that are walking at a game and you're going last weekend yeah, you're sitting. A, you're sitting a whole <laughs> section of the stadium with all the other guys that got got the free tickets to the game. They're getting smart now, though. Now they'll just change what color lanyard they have, so you can you can really figure out who's who. But it's it's ridiculous. It's literally a section of. Oh yeah, the Browns for turd. So he's got a brown badge. He's a turd. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that sounds like a stretch. But I wouldn't put it past anybody to do, actually do that, make the badge the brown. 
but you're absolutely right. So here's here's the here's we're, we're doing a lot of this in the benefit of some people watching this, but also in the benefit of uh, Jackson. All right. So is your deal over? What deal? You're recruiting. No. Could there be any any more motivation for you? No. Like the. Are you still hitting the training? Are you still getting to that place? Because his son, Coop's son, Cameron, he was – he. I, I was shocked that he was a junior in high school when I saw him. And he, his voicemail – I'm not kidding you. His voicemail was, hi, you reached Cam Cooper. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember this? Do you remember? It was, it was when he was a junior in high school. I said, why don't you change it? He goes, I just did. <laughs> you know, and, you know. Next thing you know, he's his uh, Gajanga's fall, and and the end of his the end of his senior season into December in the recruiting season, his now moment. Right, he was over two hundred sixty pounds from being six to one hundred ninety four pounds as a junior. Okay, and that and, and that's what I'm talking about. But you have a higher plane that you have to get to. And there's a lot of kids out there. Because they go through all this stuff. If you're this close, why would you hit the brakes? Or why would you even slow down? Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you this, and and for the benefit of the other kids. Do you know how much these kids whine when they don't get what they want? You should have my job. I've been playing my ass off, and nobody's giving me a scholarship. Next thing they know, (laughs) they feel the top of my foot hit the roof of their mouth from their butthole. Like, what, is, <laughs> what are you doing? That's 95% of these kids. And, oh, did you hear that Northern Colorado pulled my scholarship? Yeah, I'm about to pull your ears off. This is the, that time right now, right? This is the time where you got guys getting cocky, you got guys getting hurt, and all anybody wants to talk about is the transfer portal and how it's hurting recruiting, some of the stuff we've talked about, how it's hurting recruiting. You're on the edge. And there's a lot of kids on the edge out there that are going to blow it. Just flat blow it, right, Coop? They will. Well, some of them eat their way out of college. Oh, yeah. Some of them eat, some of them girlfriend their way out of college. Right. Well, my girlfriend, they actually say this, my girlfriend likes it when she can see my abs. I go, she's never seen your abs. How how, how would you you know? Well, she wants spray ons. Oh, and their haircut. (laughs) I, I, I tell. Some parents say, what's the hardest thing about developing high school players into college football players? And they're waiting for me to say, oh, weed, booze. I go, girlfriends. I've never seen a worse time in America for a football player to have a girlfriend because they are in total control of the brain, complete control. Now there's moms out there and maybe some sisters out there going, he hates women. No, congratulations. You finally got complete control of the male mind. It, it, complete control. It's unbelievable. And that's the number one killer of scholarships. Right? So do you have a girlfriend? Haven't since sophomore year. When no girlfriends since sophomore year. And a boy. That, give that her time. Not, that may not be that may not be by choice. That that just may be you haven't really you know, created any interest. In hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a comment. You. I'm going to make a comment that I was told from a gal when I was in high school, um, and it went on into the college. I had two brothers tell me this. 
they were like, you were, you were, you were more interested in football in the gym than you were me, and that's why I stopped dating you. And that's that's okay. I, I was okay Correct. with it. And girls are going to say that, and that's okay. I was okay with it. Um, so there you go. That 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 can be a standard protocol for a guy that wants to get to the next level. I used to have to say, listen, I don't know what you're so mad at. You were number nine. Now you're number four. You're working your way up. I'd watch what you're saying. <laughs> Typical defensive lineman BS. Yeah. yeah he's holding me, coach. He's holding me. He's yeah, holding offensive me. lineman. He's marry the me. first woman they kiss because they don't believe they'll ever marry another one. Find another one that will kiss them. <laughs> right? I just found out Flo McCann's getting married. Oh, interesting. That's coming up. Uh-oh. I'm it. I may have to cut that out of this thing. Okay, cut it out. she doesn't know yet. Ooh. She probably doesn't watch this, do you think? Yeah, probably rules. not. I'm going to have to cut it out. I'm yeah. going to cut it out and leave this part in so they know what we're talking about. All right, so now tell me what you guys understand about the transfer portal and what's going on with that deal. Kids who aren't happy with their situation um, for reasons like, oh, I thought they really loved me and – they don't really love you, and you're barely even on the team, and so they yeah, they love you. Your third string, way to go. Uh huh. And so they enter the portal, and they they think that there's there's better places out there. Um, do you remember Tate Martell? No, but no, Doug. Do you remember Tate Martell? I do not. No. Did you ever watch QB one? He yeah. was like, let, let, let's talk about the let's talk about the portal for a second because there's a little confusion, and I've got a little bit. Okay. Oh, that's right. I'm just real quick. Been in the transfer portal three times. Started at Ohio State, then went down to Maryland or someplace. And he's now at UNLV. <laughs> he's second string at UNLV as a quarterback. And, boy, their starter sucks. But he's been in the transfer portal three times, this kid Tate Martell. Okay, so let's talk about that. So if you're a kid that, you know, went somewhere, you aren't happy, your second string or your third string – and you think you should be first string, et cetera? How do you? How do you? How does a guy attempt to even put himself in the portal if he doesn't have film? What does he take practice film or something and try and send that out? How, how does a guy? Because there's a lot of guys in the portal. You caught it. You caught it. You caught it. But keep going. Okay. So how? Yeah. Okay. So how does a guy? Um, so you'll take your practice film, right? And you'll cut the best shots of your practice film, right? Because um, like like I th- like I watch Cameron's practice film every every day, and I watch his. You know, his past pro, and I watch his stuff. And so, if a guy, I mean, if a guy cuts all that film, it's just like kind of cutting your best stuff, right? But not, it's not reality, right? Because sometimes you're not, a lot of those guys aren't ready. Like, I watch some of the offensive linemen at UTEP, and they're young kids, and they're not ready. I mean, they're not ready to even be there, but they're getting coached up and they'll get better, you know, but they don't have any patience. I think it's the patience thing. Um, It's the biggest factor to get, drive some guys into the portal or a scenario like, Manning shows up right in Nico's situation where he's not committed or signed. So I'm just trying to give, give me your give me your feedback on that. Well, so the transfer transfer portal has turned into the uh, the ugliest thing that has so many different faces that the head has to turn certain different ways depending on what the player is. First of all, you got guys who all you got to do is graduate and you can leave. Yeah. And you can go into the transfer portal. So there's, I've got a couple guys that graduated in two and a half years and transferred to a. Yeah, so you're starting the recruiting process all over. 
you're not necessarily going down. You're some, sometimes going up because okay. you're achieving at a school, uh, like let's say it's a a down school like Colorado State University. They're down. Yeah. Okay. The quarterback is horrible, and they're down. And you got a guy who's at, uh, let's say he's at, you know, Louisiana Tech or something. He's still Division One. Uh, he he leads the nation in whatever he's doing at Louisiana Tech. He goes into the portal. CSU's going to nab him up, and that kid, other kid's gone. So it's not. It, it's a two-way street. It's it's a, it's an elevator. It goes up and down. So you you can actually take yourself thinking you're on a rise and take yourself down. Um, now Division Two schools they they can watch the portal. They just can't take, do anything with the, with the portal because you don't have to sit out if you transfer down. Correct. So you can go in any any level that you go down if you go without F graduating. Right. You can go from FBS uh, to FCS without entering the tra the transfer portal, but you can't go FCS to FCS. You can't go FBS to FBS without graduating. Without without graduating and yeah. going through the portal. So um, most of the movement is downward. Uh, I don't know the percentage, but I'm going to guess it's probably 95% is downward mobility. Uh, you, the only ones that get covered in the news are the ones that are going up or going sideways. I mean, uh, Justin Fields left Georgia because he was buying that, that other kid that's in the NFL. Uh, oh. The kid that started before – before, uh, Yeah, the, the uh, Cardinals. Good kid. Yeah, he was from – Anyway, it didn't matter. Go ahead. Yeah, well, he, he, uh, he, started, yeah, he started, and Justin Fields said, I'm not going to sit the bench even for a year because the kid was going to come out that year, and he still said, screw it, I'm going to Ohio State. And he started at Ohio State that year. Mm -hmm. So guys like that, you'll hear those stories. But that's not – that's the dream that parents live in their own brains and kids live in their own brains, you know, this transfer portal thing. And most of the time you can do it without the transfer portal. Seriously. There's kids putting themselves in the transfer portal. But, you know, you have, to go to your, you have to go to your coach and say, I'm entering the portal. He can't say whether you can or not, and he can't discourage you. But you, you have to tell them, I'm going into the portal. Uh, when I graduate or whenever that they're going. So can you portal. go into the portal and pull yourself back out of the portal? Um, you can take yourself off the list. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. I know Those nothing. Like I said, I, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. You've told them you're gone, and then you stay back, and then you better be a player. Or yeah. You could be sitting. Well, yeah. Did you ever see the movie Tropic Thunder? No. When uh, – Ben Stiller. I'm not, I'm not a movie guy, so I, I, well, movies don't stay with me. Ben Stiller is talking to uh, Robert Downey Jr., and he's playing uh, a black soldier in Vietnam, and they're both movie actors. And he says, well, "I don't understand why I don't have an Academy Award. I thought Simple Jack was my f best role in a movie." And he says, "Hey, you never go full retard in a movie, never. Well, you you go on the portal and come off the portal." You're that guy, okay? Uh, because it's just, it, it, all it is is ego that puts you on there, okay? There's a reality in your situation that you need to face. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to play? And I would say that mo most of the players are guys who got complacent. They decided to go on the portal, and they're not, they're not performing as well, and their scholarships are available, and, and, and you got to go. There's a scholarship waiting for Jackson, Okay. This is why I was started, don't get down. There's a scholarship waiting for Jackson if he keeps rising. Mm -hmm. 
But he has to fight his ass off. He has to keep making film better and better and better. And you have to improve, okay? You've got to have more moves. The, the, in Colorado, I see a lot of defensive linemen get complacent because one move works. Mm-hmm. Usually the push-pull will work 90% of the time, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You just hit the guy, he gets his feet way back, and you pull him and you go by him. You get a sack. You show, in your film, you show, you know, six or seven push-pulls are going to go, this guy's a push-pull fool. And that might work in college, not at the power five level. Not, no. no, that's not going to work. I lo- you know, I love push pull guys because you just snatch onto them and they can't. They push pull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're hanging on them, they right. just pull themselves. Go ahead, you were going to say something. Yeah, well, it's. Um, I actually just had a, and I won't won't name the college, but they just. They, I had a. I had never talked to this college before, and they're at FCS school, and they um, hit me up on Twitter, and then said, "Want to call?" And it was that that night. And they called me like, well, one of the best things we like is that you actually work different pass rush moves. Most kids, we most almost all the D linemen we look at recruiting, Bingo. they have great numbers and they got great stats, but it's off the same damn move every time. It's either a usually it's either just a rip move or it's a push pull. Those are usually the two go tos for inexperienced pass rushers. And mm-hmm. so one of the biggest things he's like, when I saw you working <laughs> double swipes and chop dipping rips and club arm overs inside and like all those kind of stuff he was like i could tell that you've actually you worked on your craft so you that's that's just it you know you've got it you've got it the closer you can be to having more weapons in your arsenal that you show on your film um and there might be d-line coaches that are sitting out there because they're control freaks that are going no man i just want this move that's what we teach that's what we want out of our kids that's what we want we're going dude you're going to kill this kid because they're trying to win they're not trying to make a kid better yeah, you know, by having all those moves, you're better, right? Way better. Way better. Way better. And so, you know, I, I teach moves, and I get calls from uh, – I'll, I'll name a school that comes from a corn state. It's a Division One Power 5 school. Got a linebacker who was uh, FCS All-American two years in a row. Um, he goes into the portal. He, uh, he goes to Nebraska. I just mentioned the Corn State, but I figure you guys figured that out. He goes to Nebraska, and I'm watching him play, and he's really fast. He's really athletic. Unbelievable athlete. And I'm watching him do the delay technique on the inside zone where they tell him, wait. Wait. It's also for the RPO. But they got him waiting two, three steps. How long do you think the quarterback has to make an RPO read, Jackson? Less than two, three steps. Oh God! They got to make it. They got to make the RPO like read. Half second. Yeah, the, they're they're run blocking, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can't hold the ball to pass the ball for two seconds because there's nobody pass blocking, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a second, second and a half. Well, well they got field. these guys taking two, three. He's got two, three steps. Side, side, side. Wait, 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 wait. All three linebackers that rotate in that starting position in the inside. All three of them, wait, 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 go. Wait, 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 go. Now, this kid was a lose seven yards on a run play guy. This is a guy who can run to the sideline from the field side and track down a 4-4 a running back before he gets across the line of scrimmage, tackle for loss. He's in a cage, right? He's in a cage. He wants to play in the NFL, but he's, he's – he ain't playing like Ray Lewis, right? And this kid is a Ray Lewis type deal. So there are school, there are places you don't want to go, right? Uh, because that's a good that's a good comment. You know, it depends yeah, on what kind of places it will not suit you. 
and you'll hurt yourself. So the fact that this guy called you and said, I like this, 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 this about you, because he's a multiple-move defensive line guy, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want you to say the school, but, you know, if it's not a Division three or Division two school, that's a, that's a really interesting conversation that you had with that guy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You match up well, you know? Mm -hmm. I know you like girls with big noses and pimples on your face. You've got to find one of those. <laughs> 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 anyway, so that's part of recruiting, right? Yeah. No, I, I, we, uh, we were looking at schools um, based on offensive styles and also offensive line coaches. Okay. And Cameron ended up at a school that the offensive line coach and I ended up actually played together at Tampa Bay, right? And oddly enough, and, it, and it's worked out, and he's, you know, second string left tackle as a redshirt sophomore, and, you know, there's plenty of promise there. All right, so we're going to co come to this thing. We've had a lot of discussion here. And I want to see if you guys had made some mental notes about things that you latched on in this conversation. Where right now, how many games you got left this season? We just ended league play, so five regular season games. You got five regular season games left to do what? To prove yourself. Okay, let's get into that. We just had a conversation. What do you think you got to do from here? It's Doug, you kick in too over there. Yeah, well, go ahead, Jay, and then I'll add. Well, just about put, I mean, putting your best stuff on film. I mean, it's like you said, the, the different moves, like colleges that, are, that, that run that kind of system where they allow you to work all the different moves. It's getting those different moves on tape. So you're not just running the same straight arm or the same double swipe or whatever it is, having those different moves and then playing just super violent, fast football. They want guys that are flying around and not and, thinking, and, just reacting. Just, yeah, exactly, which is, was a big part of our game last night, actually. Right. And we, we've had, you and I have had conversations on the side. I know you and Moles have had. And when we talk about that stuff, um, you know, casually as friends and, and buddies and ex-coaches of you or whatever. And and we, we said, all right, play fast, right? Um, react. Like we talked about maybe getting, you know, when you're taking on that guard, maybe being a little lower. We've, you know, mentioned those things. But And I know you're a religious guy watching film, mm -hmm. right? So the key is watching. I say to kids, if you're watching this, watch your own film. Get somebody to help you, um, or or call a Moles or myself. But Moles has done this for ever, right? And we would be glad to talk to you a little bit about some things. But you got five games left in this in this in this season. No, don't give it away. Improve, make make right? them answer improve. that question. Okay. Make sure they answer the, the, the yeah, yeah, question. Yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah. give them any answers. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. What, what yeah, else? Yeah, no. You got? I, well, I was just going to add. I mean, I think. Um, I think the other thing is getting through tough situations in the game and showing that you don't drop your head and you don't walk off the field like you're you still got bounce in your step and you know that offensive tackles getting tired right it's late third quarter early fourth quarter and everybody's starting to get a little wore down because you've been banging heads for you know 90 minutes or whatever who's gonna who's gonna have the resiliency to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and uh make the adjustments. And last night, you know, they were in a dogfight at halftime and they made some scheme adjustments. But then Jackson said to me this morning, I said, what was the difference? And he said, I started keying on my reads better. You know, I started out, out smarting them a little bit. And the game before that, he knew that he had to throw. How did you get, how did you get there? Well, yeah, that's a great point, Doug. I'm going to, yeah, explain it, explain what your key was and what you were reading better. Well, it was the first half. I did a lot of just like I was. I was. I was trying to find the ball, and this this offense that they ran was 
it was 23 personnel or 32 personnel, which means it's multiple tight ends, multiple fullbacks and running backs on yep. the field. Yep. Many plays about a receiver, so it's just power football where they have all these different misdirection running backs and stuff like that, pulling guards and everything like that. So I'd, 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 there'd be plays where I'd be intentionally unblocked to then have a pulling guard come block me late. And so it, early on I was just chasing, I was looking for the ball and I was just trying to find the ball and it was getting me out of my read. Second Keep half, I, second half, I settled down to the point where I was just like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my read. And I, now that I, and I, now that I had seen some of the misdirection, I was picking up on cues mm-hmm. and I was picking up on, um, uh, like a down blocker or, or down blocks, right. Yeah. I would just start just playing yep. my key hard rather than playing the ball. First half, I was playing the ball and that didn't work. Then I started playing my key hard where I go down hard on the down block, right? And spill, Follow spill the down in, block, yeah. And then, I, right. I, I've been Turn your shoulders, yeah. And all, all game, and so. Yep. And once I started playing that, it just it, the ball started coming to me almost. Right. Well, and it, and the other thing too, you said too, Jackson. I don't want you to forget because you brought up a really good point this morning was um, that you started reading tendencies of the lineman, like the way he had his hand in the dirt you could tell what he was about to do or a tight end was about to go out for a pass. So you knew before they even started to, to snap the ball, okay, when he does this or he puts his foot a little bit further forward, you knew he was cueing you off. And so, you know, for anybody listening, especially any players out there, look for those tendencies. Look for those things that that guy you've been going against all night, he's going to start cueing off things that he likes to do. And I think being a smart player like you are, with almost a 4.0 GPA in the classroom and, and transferring that to the field, you started looking for ways that you could get that extra inch and that extra half step. And it paid off in the second half. You had a lot of tackles for losses and sacks, and it's because you started playing smart. Mm-hmm. You also can watch a guy on, field, on the film. Mm-hmm. I always tell guys, watch, yep. your, watch your opponent on film until you feel like you know him. And when you see him that night, you go, I know you. I know exactly what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be there. Here's really the mantra I ask kids to have. I want you to read this the way it's written, okay? Because this is really important. Mm-hmm. This is really important for you, okay? Hopefully, uh, you, could you hear me through the headphones there? Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Read it out loud. Right now, today, I am the best player I've ever been before. I am the worst player I will ever be. Say it out loud louder, okay? Right now, today, I am the best player I have ever been before, and I am the worst player I will ever be. Okay, that's... So, do you know what your best, you as a best player are? Do I know what that is? Do you know what the best player you'll ever be is? Today. Well, today, that's what you are today. You're the best, you're the best player you've ever been, but you're the worst player you'll ever be. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's the best it's player like you'll ever be? It's like get a little bit be? better every day, and it's like, you know, inch a day. It's like, uh, you know, extra workouts. It's like all the stuff we, that he does, actually. So... This is what I, I think is also, he's not incorrect, he's right, okay? But you need to know what that is. You need to know what you need to be in these next five games to get yourself recruited. You need to watch the other players in high school. You need to see what they're doing better than you because most parents, and you guys have come back this way, and I'm going to say all parents, uh, that have been involved in this, and most kids, now I'm going to say all kids, uh, always come back and said, say, well, I thought he was as good as the other guys. You know, and I say, well, you know, 
I might think that too. We could have a whole party. We could have a freaking football brownie party. We can all sit around and go, yeah, you're better than all those guys. Why aren't they offering you? Because they're looking for something. And it ain't your, what you think about. It's what they think about. And I'm going to tell you right now, you have to win. And you got to win games. You got to have critical situations where you're making a play where it's third and third and two, and you're, you know, and if they get in the end zone, they win the game, and you knock the piss out of the guy, and he gets fumble. And don't be cocky. I have one of my sons who, on the goal line against a, a team, uh, he was a big strong. He was a strong kid. He freaking hit a guy who was going to Texas to play running back in the backfield, seven yards, with. It was fourth down, and there's 14 seconds left to go in the game. And he goes in the back, hits the guy. Explosion, you know. He stands over the kid and goes, sit down, bitch, in the kid's face. And they throw a 15-yarder on him. It's only two yards, but they got another play, and they beat us. That was for the conference championship. And that play alone, my son had to answer from every single coach. Look, you can't be a great player and then screw Shaitola sh sh like that up, okay? There's so many things you need to know, okay? And you need to get on it. Because these well, next... and you know, the, you go know, ahead, go ahead, Moles. I was gonna, I was just gonna add. No, a, jump a, a in, comment. jump in. No, and, and I think one of the things that is so important for for kids that are scrapping and fighting and clawing to get to that next level, and they have aspirations to play. Division two, Division one, FBS, FCS, whatever it is that they're they're going to land, and they have the, the God-given talent, and then the work ethic to get there because it is a lot of work. Like it doesn't matter if it's Jackson or any other kid. Kids that get to that level, they work their tails off, studying film, like Coop said, and and you know getting the extra workouts in, and and really being almost a manic about getting better. But the one, the one, the two words I would sum it up is be curious, right? Like be curious. How can I improve? And What's the next thing I need to do? And like you said, Moles, it's like they're looking for something. What is it? Is it to get off the ball faster? Is it to break the huddle quicker? Is it to lead your team onto the field when it's change of possession and you're going out for defense? Are you the first guy at the ball? Like, what are they looking for? You, you know? know, I think Jackson uh, shows, shows a certain amount of that watching him play, okay? I think he's really high on the level of <laughs> exuberance and play. And leadership by watching him on the field, he's out there, he's doing some of that. He could get better at it, definitely. Got to win. You got to win more often. Mm -hmm. You got to get to the point where you're unblockable. Got to get to the point where they're going, holy cow, that kid just played 60 or 50 plays and he won every single play. You know, because it's possible. Kids think of that as, as impossible. It's possible to win every play. Where the only way they can beat you is with two. Did the phone die or something? No, I'm good. Okay. So, listen, um, we gotta, we got to end it here. I just want you to give final thoughts uh, before we go. Uh, Doug? Well, first of all, thank you guys for having us on. Um, he's a little banged and bruised from playing last night. So, I said, we got to go do this podcast. And then we're driving down. He says, man, what, what are we doing? And what am I, you know, you know and so he was kind of like, uh, not sure what we were walking into today, but it was really good. We appreciate you guys, one, for all the coaching you've given him over the years, um, on and off the field. It's been phenomenal. Um, and thanks for having us on today. And I think anybody out there listening is just, 
you got to keep grinding. You got to keep digging and you got to keep out working uh, the next guy because it doesn't come easy. The, the band of scholarships has gotten thinner and thinner and thinner. Um, transfer portal, excuse me, COVID, um, you know, all that stuff has just created new challenges that didn't exist three years ago, four years ago. And, um, and so anybody that's aspiring to get to this next level, you have to just absolutely be a dog and work harder than anybody else out there. And, and, uh, and keep, keep your grades up, keep your nose clean. Like you said, watch what you're doing on social media. Everything is watched today. Coop, I think you said it, everybody's under a microscope and they're looking at things you don't even think they're looking at. So, um, yeah, say, and, you uh, know, yeah. I, and I forgot to make finish that point about the transfer portal. You know, these guys that are five hundred guys, you know, they can even be, uh, you know, seven and five, right? In there, in their third year or whatever. I don't think uh, I'm not sure, but I don't think that Frost is going to make it through Nebraska if he's seven and five. Okay, that's not going to be enough. All right, you know, they're going to the transfer portal if they get another year. If they know that next year is so important. They're going to the transfer portal. They're going to JUCOs. They're not going to take 18-year-old kids unless they're freaks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going, they're going there. You know, and if you're wondering why you haven't gotten a, uh, an offer from those guys, they're probably going somewhere besides high school. You know, and so there's so many factors that you're talking about. And it's not to tell you to discourage you. It's to tell you what you've got to beat. Yep. Exactly. You've got to beat yep. it, mm-hmm. and you've got to win. Right, and you're capable of doing that. I mean, if there's college coaches watching this, and I'm sure there will be a lot, uh, if there's college coaches watching this, I'm gonna tell you, this kid can play. All right, you got one year of film. Why? He broke his ankle last year. You know, he played like uh, you know a pirate with a wooden leg last year. You know. I know. I was telling. (laughs) I won't say. I was telling him not to play. (coughs) I was telling you could hurt, do more damage than you could do good. But he's got that. You know, lion heart. So it's hard to turn a lion off. Yeah, no, he's he, he's going to be great. He, and the things that you know, he coaches out there. If you're a high school coach, he may even be the high school coach at Jackson. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen a lot of your games or your game film this year. I did see the the first scrimmage in that Heritage game, which I think might could have put my uh seven-year-old granddaughter out on the field and she might have had a chance <laughs> against heritage so that didn't really count that was horrible i couldn't sit there any longer i remember i left at like halftime you guys were winning 70 yeah. to nothing or something you know so i've only seen seen you play a little bit so i can't really comment on it but i'm going to say say to you that if you go get this thing you'll get it uh but you got to win just keep keep winning now your final thoughts um, well, again, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was it was good good talking about all this. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a lifestyle. It's it's not just football has become something that it's not you don't just do it. Like it's not just your fall sport. When you want to play at the next level, it is a it is a lifestyle. It is the constant eating. It is the constant checking of Twitter. It is the constant where am I at? It's 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 always it's being on social just on social media. Not I mean being smart there and not. Not getting yourself in any trouble there. It's, um, it's it's a lifestyle and it's something I've embraced. And once I finally did embrace that, and it's been it's been a game changer for me as far as as far as my play and my my mindset towards towards everything I do. Um, and so I just hope that can that can transfer. I know that I'm going to make someone at the next level a, a much better team and much better defense. Um, if there is any colleges what college coaches watching this, my Twitter is Jackson underscore Adams fifty eight. Um, and and I'll, I can get all my film out on that. And uh, I'm going to put your con- I'm going to put your contact information okay. up. Okay. Um, 
I know uh, phone numbers are kind of taboo to put up on a film, so that's why your dad's phone number is going to be up there. <laughs> now, anyway, so we're going we're gonna to close this out, Coop. Um, a couple things. Uh, you do the Caldwell Banker uh, plug, and I'm going to do a Team Attack Academy plug. Go. Oh, yeah, we'll just give, uh, give, give Moser I a call at 303-843-1545. Uh, what, 30 years of real estate on this end of the table and a handful of years, but a very knowledgeable guy, and uh, we work together on stuff too. So, you know, whatever it takes to get a place sold, uh, we'll get it done and we'll find you a, a place that you want to buy. Just give us a call and uh, talk about Team Attack. Yeah, so Coop and I are on the same team here. I'm on the Cooper team. You see, so what you should do is call me, <laughs> and I'll get Coop, see? Uh, you can go through me to get Coop. So if you just call That's Coop, right. all you're going to get Coop, all you're going to get is Coop because Coop doesn't share anything. So <laughs> just make sure you get your steak dinner wrapped into the contract. That's right. That's all I gotta say. Now, the second thing I'm going to talk about, uh, something we can, that can wrap into real estate. Okay. We want to have a rela relationship. Yeah. You know, Coop's experience in this thing. I can't, I can't even come close to in real estate, the thousands of homes that he sold and the clients that he's served and, the money he's made, I mean, I just tell you what, get the dinner from him because I, I ain't there yet. <laughs> All right, but my deal is that I'm a, uh, I'm a real estate agent and I enjoy working with Coop. Uh, we can work together, but I have a company called Team Attack Academy uh, that started as TMB Athletes, and uh, we worked with a lot, of, a lot of kids. And like I mentioned to you, we've had over 2,000 kids go uh, uh, to college on, on financial aid. We also... Uh, had 14 contracts with, I mean, with 14 NFL teams to be high school player development uh, company. Coop's with, worked with me with the Broncos, but you've seen some of the Seahawks stuff and yep. some of the Washington Tampa Bay Reds, Buccaneers. All, all over the Reds, country. Yeah, all over the country where we worked with them. Um, I've spent uh, m with a, a lot of other coaches. I mean, I paid my last full year of this before COVID, I paid 250 colleges, uh, coaches nationwide, high school and college coaches and some professional coaches uh, under contract at Team Attack Academy. We have over, two, over 250 coaches that work with us. Um, it's a fountain of information. And uh, I'd love, if you're looking for a real estate agent and you have a high school kid that wants to play football, uh, we, I do charge for my services, but one of the things that, that we'll do is uh, we'll, if we engage, uh, we'll give you that. We'll give you that consultation uh, that we're going through tonight. And you know what? We've only touched on part of it, right? Yeah, and Jackson, maybe you know we probably do another show where we talk about just Team Attack Academy stuff because um, Cameron went through it. Incredible program. Um, I don't compliment you on much, but from the standpoint of, I've not. You should be coaching in the NFL. Um, I've seen you coach. I've seen your style. I've seen you talk to kids i've seen you work with kids i've seen you help me get my kid recruited so um if you aren't talking to him you're doing your kid an injustice um so well we're gonna be we'll do some, we'll do more on that look i mean Coop, i hire guys like coop to work my camps and do the same things and he's you know he's being humble here a little bit himself but we have that kind of we have that kind of uh, presence out there it's not just uh, working in the recruiting thing. It's also getting back in. I shut the company down for two years. Um, I was going to keep it down uh, and just retire from it. And I got too many inquiries to put me back on the map uh, to not reopen it this summer. Uh, I had it shut down until uh, early August. 
So that's what, that's what it's all about. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the things that you need to get done in the next five weeks, because this isn't a this isn't a you know a long, everlasting process that you're going to have plenty of time to do if you want to get to where you want to go, and you and you can get there, and you should get there, and it's all going to come from film, right? Mm -hmm. So listen, we've gone a little while with this thing. We're going to uh, tie it up. We have some parts that we have to edit anyway. So I appreciate you guys coming on the show, Coop. Yep, always, man. We'll look forward to. Episode 14. Episode 14 coming up. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks, guys. We're done.